Welcome to the Raising Confident Teens podcast, where we teach life and leadership skills to teens and their parents. I'm your host, Rachel Murphy, and today it's just Keith and I doing an episode for the parents. So this, how's your week going? It's been all right. Yeah. Keith's not getting much sleep. He's working really, really long hours at his other job. This is kind of unusual for us. We've never pod. We've never recorded a podcast in the morning. And Not particularly a morning person. The kids are all at school. We normally do it late at night after the little man goes to bed. And we tried to do that last night, but I was too tired. <laughs> so we're just coming on today to talk a little bit about this challenge we've got coming up. When we air this, it'll be either the day before or the day of our big money challenge and we just wanted to talk a little bit about why we're doing this you know our our goal is to teach life skills to teens and I feel like this is the most important life skill because it doesn't matter what your what you pick for a career where you live who you marry you're gonna have to be able to handle money you have to be able to handle your money Regardless. Yeah. If you pick certain careers, you might not need some of the, you know, some other life skills like how to interview, how to, well, that's always an important. Unless you work for yourself. Right. But you're always going to need to be able to handle money. Right. Why is this such a big deal in our country, at least? The average American is $8,400 in debt. Four out of ten can't come up with $400, and six out of ten can't come up with $1,000. And that ends up hurting them through their, really through their entire life. Right. And we saw this played out with the, when COVID hit, and people had to be out of work for a little bit. It got really difficult really fast for lots of families, because they had no margin. Money, money management itself is just a, it's just a very fundamental skill that isn't taught right to a lot of people so and they never they, they get off on the wrong foot and then it ends up it affects really their entire life right according to dave ramsey this statistic is a few years old but when he said it 86 percent of couples who got married in the last five years started out in debt and that's probably pretty true even today the number one issue couples fight about is money, and it is the second leading cause of divorce. So it's not affecting just your kid, it's going to affect who they marry, their kids, because their kids will be around that if they have to be suffer from a family that's a product of divorce, then it's going to affect your grandchildren. So this is a generational, becomes a generational issue. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our schools aren't teaching this. And some of them are starting to more and more. I'm not really sure why it's taken so long. We teach calculus, which very few of them will use their whole Thanks, life. Thanks, Mr. Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> but this is something everyone needs. I, I don't know if they feel like they don't have enough teachers equipped to teach it or that parents do it all different ways and they don't want to touch step on to- toes. I don't know. I'm not sure what the real reason is. They took out a lot of practical life skills uh, back during the 80s, I think. They were trying to make everybody ready for college. 
they took out, sh- started taking out shop, home ec, 80s and 90s. Right. Because um, they wanted everybody to focus on the stuff that could get them into college. Um, and I feel like that was really not a good decision looking back. Because a lot of kids, not everybody goes to college. But everybody does exist in the world where you have to use money. Right. And cooking through that kind of stuff. Regardless of your of your education level. So how how did we start doing this? Some Very of you poorly. <laughs> some of you have heard our story. Uh, we're not going to go into all the details of it here. Uh, if you really really want to listen to it, you can go back to episode nine. It actually was a a good podcast. Um, we'd never. That was the first time we'd ever told our story. Um, but the reason why we feel so passionate about teaching this is because when we were young, married, we did made some really bad financial decisions. And it wasn't beca- actually be- because our parents taught us, didn't teach us about money. My parents taught me about money. But most of it was theory. and It wasn't. It wasn't a lot of practical. Right. And I in our generation, the whole credit card things became more and more popular when we were just starting out. And right. I and parents didn't know how to teach kids about credit cards, I feel. Like Do they now? <laughs> no. But oh, I mean okay. especially back then. Like Right. It was we didn't really have it was use credit cards when relatively, I was relatively I mean, credit cards weren't new. Credit cards have been around for a long time before that, but Certainly for um, for people our age, as, as I mean, when I went into college, I started getting credit card apps, which I don't think... And that app is not an app on your phone. Yeah, no. <laughs> Applications, you're right. <laughs> people don't... <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, right. So, I mean, when I went to school, I started getting credit card apps. Credit card applications as an 18-year-old, as, as a 17-year-old. And uh, I wasn't prepared for that. That's actually probably one of the things that I really wasn't prepared for. But that phenomenon of, of giving credit cards to people who had no credit, had no credit history. Well, I had no credit history, but had no work history or anything like that is, was relatively new, I think. And now it's even worse. Now your kids in high school are probably getting applications. <laughs> Sign um, up for this $1,000 credit card because, you know, you'll... I don't know. It. That's an interesting thought. I, we d- Our kids don't get them. They did, they did starting in college. But the high schoolers... If, if your high schooler gets them, let us know. I would love to know that. I think you might find that uh, that there are people who do. So Keith has a story. I, I have a big story. Yes, I have a story. And it About was around me. that same time period, really. So when I graduated from high school, I went to, I went off to college um, about three hours away from, from where I lived, where I grew up. And it was, of course, it was the first time I was on my own. And uh, to be honest... I went to I went to college on a on a scholarship. Um, some of it was academic, some of it was financial, but I didn't have a whole lot of money. I didn't have a car, three hours away, uh, and I was I would ride back and forth with 
friends that lived in the area because I didn't have a car to, to go home. Shout out to Seth and Heidi. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so there was a couple of times when I was at school there that I had like part-time work, but school, honestly, uh, college, honestly was a struggle for me. And it wasn't like I was working 20 hours a week and had a whole bunch of money to spend. So anyways, point is it was kind of tight, but a couple of things I probably did wrong. Um, I'm not the most organized person. I think Rachel would agree to that at this point. <laughs> she is, uh, I am not, and I struggle I certainly struggled then with things like uh, keeping a checkbook balanced, which really is, I mean, it's, it's not difficult. It wasn't that I didn't understand how to keep a checkbook balanced. It's that I just didn't. It's not like you had lots of entries to put in there. Right. So I didn't have a whole lot of money. I probably, you know, I'm not the most organized. I didn't keep my checkbook organized. And I would, we were talking about this right before the podcast. I was thinking about it. I kind of had like this vague idea of, of what I would have in there. And I, I wasn't writing a whole bunch of checks, but, and the kids are like, what's a check? Yeah, we still use them a little bit, but um, they've fallen out of favor we used them a lot back then. So anyways, I had a stressful week. Probably flunked a test, to be honest. I don't remember anymore, but uh, I went to the Publix, which is a grocery store chain in the southeast. And um, I bought a gallon of ice cream and wrote a check for it for four or five bucks. And went back home and ate the ice cream and didn't think too much about it until a week or two, well, probably a week later, when the check bounced. And I got the check back in the mail. And so now my three, well, four or five dollar gallon of ice cream now costs twenty dollars plus the four or five dollars which I didn't have the $20. Well, I didn't have the $5. That's why the check bounced, kids. <laughs> um, right? But that, I mean, we joke about it. We've joked about it for years about my, you know, 20, my $20, $30 <laughs> gallon of ice cream. And it's certainly been a long, long, long time since I've done anything like that. But it's easy to dig yourself in a hole. You're already financially barely making right. it. Right. And then you start bouncing checks. I don't, I don't have any extra. I'm bounce, I bounce this check. Well, now I, I owe money that I don't have. Think about that. Well, anyways. So, I mean, it just it just cascaded into this big thing. And I had to go to my dad. And I'm like, Dad, I don't owe me money. Sorry. <laughs> I think he forgave me at some point. But, uh, yeah. yeah so, so, that's... I don't want to say that's how we started our marriage. Because, I mean... We were better. No, we not were better quite. Off. But even then. But we, but with our business, we got ourselves into trouble with not making enough money, and then making up the shortfall with cash advances and living on credit cards, which I advise you never ever to do. 
um, if at all possible, start a business that you can fund it. Because <laughs> it's easy to, it's easy to get in a hole really fast. Um, so that is how we started, and and it took us years and years to dig out of that business debt we had, and it wasn't very fun. So as our kids got older, uh, we decided we're, we're going to teach them some stuff that maybe more intensely than the average kid is taught. You know, when you go through life, sometimes you go through these moments and they're really pivotal, but you don't realize it when they're happening. Only when you look back, sometimes it's years later, looking back, you're like, oh, wow, that really changed the course of my life. And I would say one one of those pivotal moments was when we decided that we were going to do whatever it took to pay off all the debt. We went round and round and round, probably for weeks, months, I don't know, trying to decide how are we going to pay this off? Are we going to pay this off? Are we going to declare bankruptcy? It was it was weeks. I don't know that it was months. Calling it was, it was quite a while. Calling people who it was extremely stressful advised us who we who we trusted, asking their advice, and some of them told us to declare bankruptcy. Probably most of them told us to declare bankruptcy. And the pressure was so bad. So I have no judgment on anybody that declares bankruptcy because I understand. I understand that. Just as a frame of reference, pressure. You probably know this better than I do. How much it was like? We were like fifty thousand in debt, and we were only making like twenty thousand a year after the business shut down, and we were trying to find work. So I get that pressure. So I don't hold any judgment to anybody that that does declare bankruptcy. But for us, we went round and round and round and round. Should we do it? One day we would be like, okay, we're going to go. We, I think we made appointments we did. with the well, attorneys. We, we made an appointment. I do remember this. So, And, and this went on for weeks. And you, But we, we did actually make an appointment with the attorney. And it was going to cost like $750 and to, to do the bankruptcy. And they're, they're literally telling us to put it on a credit card which, because you're gonna, it's, that's going to get wiped out. Right. Which was, but the day before that appointment, we, that's, that was either that day or that night. That's when we decided not to go through with it. Yeah. And we have a kind of a deal at our house. Like if one of the, one of us doesn't feel right about something, we don't do it. Because Keith was ready. And I was like, no, I just don't feel like we're supposed to do this. And I feel like I felt guilty because I felt that way. And I, anyway, we're not going to go into all the emotions and everything. But that was a very pivotal moment in our life because it totally changed our direction. And so another pivotal moment came a year or two later. We were living in California. Keith had gotten a job out there. And... We were still paying off huge amounts of debt every month. We were barely, we didn't do anything. We just sat in the apartment whenever he wasn't at work. Uh, we'd, pull, we'd swim in the pool in the apartment, but that was about it. Because we just were putting all our money to paying off this huge debt. And the other pivotal moment was I would go to the library because it was free. 
and I would look for books about finances because I was just it was such a burden and so such a heavy weight on me all this debt we had so I would go and, and find books on finances and I and I wouldn't read the the really really what's the word not fancy but the really academic. deep academic stuff I want to give me something for the everyday person I don't really want to know about investing I'm not at that point I just want to know about getting out of debt and I found this book I think that's where we found Dave Ramsey maybe which totally helped us a lot but I found this other book by Mary Hunt and it was called Debt Proof Your Kids I think and she just told a story of of teaching her kids about money and that book made such an impression on me she didn't really go into details it was all like story form kind of but we were we were we only had one child back then and he was four so our kids were little or our kid was little but i i read that book and it made such a huge impression on me i remembered i i guess in the back of my mind i remembered this makes a lot of sense and so when our kids got older i said that book i got to do what that book said and so i came up with I took what she wrote about and I I took what she her concepts and I broke them down mm-hmm. made made them into steps right. made printouts things I could show to the kids to make it more easy to do and that is what we are going to be doing in our challenge I think the I think the challenge with a lot of people is well when we first started teaching life skills, I asked lots and lots of people, what do you think is the number one thing you'd wish you'd learned as a teen? And most people answered money skills, how to manage money. So it wasn't just us. Yeah, it wasn't just us. And some people said I, that I was taught it in theory, but I don't, I didn't understand how to use it. And then when I got out on my own, I didn't know what to do. So there's a quote by T. Harvecker. And he says, what you hear, you forget. What you see, you remember. What you do, you understand. And so I, we designed this challenge so that you can actually get your kids involved in handling the money. It's, you're not just gonna, we're not just going to be teaching them lessons about concepts and, paper, and money that just exists on a piece of paper. But this is gonna, they're going to be managing money. And if it's a little confusing to you, you need to come join the challenge because then you'll understand what I'm saying. So I guess my th- my question to you is, do you, do you need this? I don't know. You, you might have it all figured out already. But if you don't have it all figured out, um, and if, you keep do- if things keep progressing the way they're progressing for you now, when your child leaves your house, will they be prepared to handle money? Where do you see it going? What will happen if you don't teach your kids about money? Will they be coming back to live with you? Will they get into credit card debt? Will they struggle in their marriage and their career? Will they not be able to go out and do 
what they feel called to do because they're overloaded with debt. I know a lot of people say, you know, I really feel like I should be a missionary, but I have so much student loan debt or I have so much credit card debt that I just can't do it. And it is true. The borrower is a slave to the lender and, and, and we don't want our kids to be slaves. And money is kind of a weird topic. It's kind of taboo. And I'm not sure. I think that's a good word for it. I'm not sure why it's so taboo in our culture. Nobody wants to talk about what they make. And I can understand that. But like. And not that you should be running around necessarily talking about that. But that actually, I think, leads into a lot of other things. You don't want to talk to your kids about how much you make. But then you don't talk to your kids about how you manage your money. Right. You, they never see like a breakdown. You they, can do percentages or something for them. Right. see the end result. Right. And they right. might not even see that because if you're financing your lifestyle on credit card, right. then they have no clue what you're doing and how much it's how much it's really hurting your family to In do what you're run. doing. Right. Yeah. And we don't want you guys to live like that. You can have a good life without going into debt. And, and once we paid off our debt, it was almost like peace. I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to explain it. Like I can breathe. Um, Definitely. And, and just, we just didn't, we just don't want other young adults to have to go through that kind of stuff. And so we're going to do whatever we can to help you get your kid ready. So we're going to be kicking off. We're going to have a little kickoff. So call. tell us very briefly about the challenge. Okay. We're going to run it. I'm calling it a five-day challenge. But you'll be have access to the material for a little bit longer than that. I'm going to kick off on Sunday on our Facebook group. So if you're not a part of that, Raising Confident Teens community. It's a free private group just for parents. Um, that way we can talk about issues and not worry about our kids seeing what we're talking about. And we'll have a link in the show notes for that. Right. Um, we're going to have a kickoff call and I'm uh, 3 o'clock on Sunday, 3 central. We're going to explain how the challenge is going to work, what time I'm going to be online every Monday through Friday, every day, doing a live training. If you miss the live training, you're going to be able to watch a replay. And we're going to keep it up through Sunday at midnight. We're going to do a question and answer session on Saturday and a question and answer session with the teens on Sunday night. Um, so if you want to ask them any questions about what it was like doing, going through um, our system and what they like about it, what they don't like about it, you'll be free to ask them. I haven't told them yet, but I know their schedules are clear, so... If it's past Sunday when you're listening to this, you can, while the challenge is up, you can log in. You can go to raisingconfidentteens.com slash money challenge and sign up. And you'll be able to sign up until the end of the week. Uh, the sooner you do it, the better. But um, every day we're going to be, uh, I'll do a little training and then I'll give you a little bit of homework. And how long is it going to take each day? Not that long. Uh, homework my goal for the homework is less than 15 minutes a day. The video is not going to be maybe 20 minutes a day or less. I don't talk. I get to the point. So we'd love to have you join us. 
on the challenge. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have prizes and stuff. And so we're looking forward to seeing you there. And that about wraps it up for our podcast today. Um, If you like our content, please visit us at RaisingConfidentTeens.com or check out our Facebook group for parents at Raising Confident Teens Community. We hope you have a great week.